the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Got a big seminar coming up right around the corner. You can learn about it by going to robblackshow.com because I still do radio. I still let radio people in. And uh, you can learn more about that by using code RADIO25 when you sign up for the seminar. Going to talk about real estate, going to talk about income, going to talk about retirement, going to talk about wealth, insurance. You insure what you can't afford to lose. I want to talk a little bit about pesky neighbors. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm not the pesky neighbor. You're not the pesky neighbor, but we've all had neighbors who are problematic. And even the home that you rent out to people, you've been called the, the problem landlord. I was at one point, yes. You had basically, for lack of a better word, what looked like people going to the Daytona 500, <laughs> no, it, living in your house with five trucks on the yeah because in a they two car garage illegal illegal cars that were, had to be parked on the lawn otherwise they'd get towed. That's yeah, the best thing awful. I've heard all day. Parked on the yard or parked on the lawn. Um, there's a bad joke. I didn't believe it till I went to Google Earth and saw it for myself. It was and you could clearly see the cars, trucks. Really, there was a. Do you remember uh, West Virginia jokes? You and I grew up on the East Coast, and West Virginia is the state that everyone made fun of. That doesn't really exist in California. We don't really make fun of states. But West Virginia was considered really poor, a mining state. And the joke was, um, how do you tell a rich family in West Virginia? I don't. They've got two cars up on jacks. Um, <laughs> and they're typically in the yard, right? Uh, I know. Thank you very much. I'll be here all day. Uh, but passing neighbors could be a problem with, with real estate value. you have any good stories of neighbors who, like, I once had a neighbor who peed in the yard and like, you'd be like, Hey, hey Joe, <laughs> like you're peeing again. <laughs> like, that's okay. I get it. Save a little bit of water, save the earth. I get it. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. I think we, we've all had some sort of event like that. I, whether mine was always about the, the lawnmowers going with um, the house that we lived in had a big yards. Every, everybody had a big yeah. yard. So they're mowing their lawn for ever on okay. Saturday morning. I mean, it could be almost anything. I you know, mean, Elon Musk recently talked about coming up with a, a leaf blower, a leaf blower that uh, doesn't make any sound. And I brought that up on air, like with Daria and with uh, James Fletcher on TV. And like, that sounds awesome. I'm like, I didn't think we needed that problem solved, but you're telling me we do. Quiet lawn gear so that people can sleep in on weekends. Stop I love the guy out. who gets the riding mower for like, you know, a 3,000 square foot yard. <laughs> but... Um, no, true story, true story. Lawnmower races in the South, big thing. Mm-hmm. They take those, those riding mowers, they, they take the blade off and they race them. Like that's the thing. And they even jack, they jack them up and like, they, they put special parts in to make them go faster. Lawnmower racing. What's wrong with our society? Do you, do you understand why terrorists hate us? They see us lawnmower racing and like, you have too much good stuff. <laughs> we take it away from time. <laughs> Uh, we've seen a we've we've had a neighbor cut we we had just uh, half of our plot was yeah. 
all trees. So sure. Half was the house and yard, and the other was the trees. So and it, that was the whole street, and then one neighbor decided to cut all the trees down. So there's basically trees, no trees, and then trees. So it could it could be almost anything. It's their yard. It's the, they can do anything they want, but um, there's really no way that you can can handle that. Many 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 years many many years ago, I learned a real estate lesson, and as uh, dating Amanda and her mother, they kind of had this like farm kind of lifestyle upstate Pennsylvania. And she was really upset. I'm like, what are you upset about? And she says, look, look, look out the window. I'm like, yeah, I, I see a house about a mile in the distance. She goes, they just moved it. They put that house up. I want to move. She wanted to move because a house, she could see a house. Her whole life, she wanted a, a farm that no one else lived on. She could look north, south, east, west. That pesky neighbor ruined it for her. Yeah. That kind of happened with the, when they cut the trees down. It was our neighbor, and now we could see through their backyard into the other houses behind us. Fences make good neighbors. Um, they sure do. No. What do you do with a fence? You, you buy this beautiful fence, but you can't treat the other side. What if you don't get along with the neighbor, or, or he doesn't take care of it? You're only treating half of the fence. Yeah. I never understood that. You're spending, unlike your fence, you spend a lot of time and, and effort on that, and it looks great. But the other side of the fence is, you know, is gray and, and, and rotting. Yeah. What I'm trying to get at is things can change your value of real estate perceived mm-hmm. versus real, right? Yeah. We have a what happened in San Carlos yesterday yeah. is probably the greatest story that's hit San Carlos in a long time. I called you up. I was almost peeing. I was so happy. <laughs> like, I'm a dog. I get so excited. I, I pee myself when I see a good story. And uh, hazmat crew closes Cedar Street in San Carlos to remove dangerous material from home. It was radioactive material they had to move, remove. How's that for ruining house value, huh? Yeah. You got to think about how many other people might be doing that same exact thing. So the guy next to a school, which is even crazier, right next to a park. I talked to a guy at a dog park yesterday who lived right next to the house. I'm like, Ooh, you've been exposed to radiation. And he actually is an energy expert because he works for a different department, but not nuclear. So the guy who had radiation in his house, he died in January and realtors are like going through it and cleaning it up or something. This is the story I'm getting. They're cleaning up, getting ready to sell and they find radioactive material. That's kind of awesome. Imagine the disclosures, the the selling disclosures when you list that property. It's going to say hazmat found on the property. Yeah. That's not going to look too good. It's not going to look good at all. And it, it will probably have to be disclosed, right? Or it if it's to. not. It's the common knowledge. Everyone's yes. going to know it. Seller knows about it. So that's why they they put it on that disclosure. And they'll make it. They'll clean it up. And again, it's, it's not an ongoing thing, but it does. Suddenly you're living in a house that had radiation or they could sell it as hey this is the famous house this is the house that glows at night (laughs) we we save a lot of energy because we radiate you don't have to buy christmas lights which for the record this nuclear expert was talking to me yesterday because suddenly we're a town of nuclear experts your bones radiate energy so when you're sleeping next to your wife tonight she's giving you radiation yeah okay i get it but she's not a nuclear spent rod so and that's more of a problem to me and he the guy goes when you fly in an airplane you're getting more radiation than probably that house has i'm like but it's not a nuclear rod when I'm flying in an airplane, right? It kills real estate value. Or it could. That's the perception. And I only bring that up because, um, oddly enough, when you learn more about the story, the guy died in January. His wife died probably about a couple years before that. Um, what did they die of? Alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Well. Drank themselves to death. Um, my neighbor that I live right next to, same thing. His spouse drank herself to death. Everyone was like... Um, I never saw her because it was before I got there. They're like, her eyes were really yellow. Like she was getting jaundice bad, right? And then he and then he, he did the same thing. I, I'm, I'm surprised. Might, maybe San Carlos should be known as this, not the city of good living because that's the name of it. Maybe it should be the city of you'll get jaundice and die. 
<laughs> You're going to drink yourself into a frenzy. Are you trying to kill your real estate values? Oh, and then then there's two houses from that guy. And he's got the 18-year-old kid who, who likes to race up and down the street when there's no sidewalks in the street. And basically, I stepped in front of him the other day, and he almost hit me. And I stepped in front of him to teach him a lesson, and he basically flicked me off. So I'm now that old man who hates neighbors. Is that fair? That's very fair. Oh, let's talk about real estate. Um, coming up, you and I are going to talk about San Francisco barrier prices fell for the first time in seven years. We don't have to talk about the hazard. The year-over-year um, increases, yes. The median home value fell mm-hmm. one-tenth of one percent. One-tenth of one percent. Yep. And we're celebrating it as like, hey, it went down. Like, this is a big story. That's almost sideways, right? That's pretty much sideways, yeah. You right. break it down from community to community. San Jose took the biggest hit, a 13% down year over year. Coming up, we're going to be talking real estate, year over year home price growth. We're going to be talking about what an expert and mortgage lender is. We're going to be talking about 20% down San Francisco, Charleston, and much, much more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. One of the things I kind of want to bring up, because Tony and I have some of our best conversations off air, is I once saw someone, his name's Ken Langone, and uh, he's like 80-something, and he calls people kids. Like, I'm 50 years old. Don't call me a kid. And he's like, you're a kid to me. I'm 80 years old. And uh, he, he had lunch with Jeff Bezos, and he told a, a cute little story. He goes, Jeff Bezos has two things. He's incredibly smart, and he's incredibly humble. And I'm like, okay. You know, Jeff Bezos started Amazon in the back of his station wagon, and he came up with the concept and the idea, and he executed probably better than other people and such. But I like the humble and smart. That's something, man, when you're 20, you don't get... You, you think you're smart and you kind of, you know, want to piss people off with how smart you are. One of the biggest mistakes I made was uh, I bragged once. Um, and it was in a business meeting. And it to this day, I still wish I could have done that meeting different. Were you wrong? Um, no. Okay. Uh, it's a little different uh, when you're wrong, too. I was getting some feedback. And I'll, I'll tell the story because it's quick. Um, when I started in TV 20 plus years ago, I had a goatee, which I don't have right now. Um, and one of the program directors, uh, you know, there was a program director, general manager. He goes, you need to shave your goatee because people will turn the channel. They'll think you're the devil. And I'm like, really? We're in San Francisco, California, big city, educated city, a lot of college degrees here. And you think people are going to think I'm the devil? And that's just going through my head. And I'm just, I'm boiling at this point in time. I'm like, my show is all about generation X and like, you know, I'm not the same old stockbroker t- guy. I'm different. I don't wear suits. Like, I, like I, I had this brand that I was like developing. And he said, "You got to shave the goatee." And I'm like, "No, no, no. That's that's my brand. That's part of my my image." And uh, two other managers like, "Yeah, you need to shave. You need to shave." And I said, "I make more money than you, you, and you put together." And to this day, I regret that. Sounds like you got mad as hell. I got mad as hell, like the devil. Now, <laughs> this goes to your brother. Your brother is a real estate agent, and you're a mortgage lender. Kind of interesting. Wouldn't you say? Kind of. Same yes. mother, and then your other brother does like insurance, but doesn't feed into the story my, well. But my younger brother, he's a he works for actuaries. Insurance is insurance. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
but you and your brother don't see eye to eye on real estate to the point that I think you referred to him as sometimes arrogant, sometimes cocky. And I see him as he's been in a market that's never gone down. So he hasn't been humbled. And um, neither of them have yeah. I mean, his wife that I'm speaking of. And I say this with all respect. Your brother's wife is the dumbest woman I've ever met. And maybe that's sexist of me to say, but she's got a, a, a bag of rocks in her head. Um, she's not that smart. And she's a me, 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 me person. So she gets the fake things put into her chest and like she's a the realtor the hair and the, well. she platinum blonde hair. Um, and she's good. Cause like people like her, she's likable. That's, that's her skill set. She's likable. So, um, not great knowledge, of real estate, not great knowledge of loans and return on equities, return on investments, debt to equity. Can't spit any of that stuff out, but very arrogant. Yeah. It's tough. Um, it's tough to have that, you know, to go into a conversation with a client, for example, yeah. and uh, always be, it's, it's such as rosy world. Um, when you haven't had that moment of humility in your life and they really haven't, I mean, they've had four kids and, uh, but I think the example is that, you know, I, I'd rather take advice from somebody who's, who's made the mistakes, who's been humbled in one form or another and can sit back and see both sides of the scenario, which is really the, the toughest thing about working with my brother and, and, and my sister-in-law just um, they, they just seem like it, it just, it's a never ending glory story. For them, yeah, and the problem and is how this. smart they are and how dumb and, you are, right? And 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 then they impose that on other people. That's what I'm getting at. And um, I'll, I'll just put it this way: it's uh, a job that you don't have to have college education, and you can go out and tell people go spend half a million, million plus dollars buy a house. It always goes up. And when you're ready to sell the house, call me and I'll sell it for you. And uh, I, I I don't dislike realtors, but I really like great realtors. If that makes any sense, and, and you can tell almost right away. Yeah, uh, we're working a transaction right now where both the realtors are inexperienced, and I've I've never seen anything like it. We had to get I had to get my broker involved, Gordon. I mean, you know, from yeah. the our show, and we got him involved because um, and he kind of took the reins on this transaction, and um, and and now it's finally kind of back on track. But I mean, these two realtors were at odds because they just they didn't have the experience to figure out a, a simple problem. And that was, we just might not meet the escrow period. Yeah. Um, so when it's all said and done, I think that uh, um, you got to shop a realtor yeah. and, and really interview them. Um, I, I like referrals, but I think that's just one of the three that you should look at. What's one of the three? The three the three choices. You should shop probably two or three. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've had great realtors that kind of come across as humble, and they do solve problems, and I, I kind of like that. And. I'm knocking your sister-in-law, and I, I don't mean any disrespect. I do mean disrespect, but I don't. Hopefully, it doesn't stick and doesn't turn negative in our conversations. But <sighs> <laughs> they don't listen to the show. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they did, they'd be like, I'd, I'd get all the heat. You wouldn't. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I'm not, it's my, I don't mind being honest. Like that's not a flaw of mine. I don't mind criticism. I. I but I, I think what I'm trying to bring up is that um, there's not a lot of barriers to entry in the area, and I, I think. A lot of realtors don't know what they're doing. So, to be fair, and I, I think you're pretty good at what you do. You come up with a lot of solutions. Um, as a mortgage lender, you kind of walk people through the process. And uh, hey, you don't have this? Don't worry about it. We'll come up with another solution. We'll shop it. We'll, we'll, you know. At one point in time, you, like there's so many good loans out there, people don't know about. It. They just walk into a bank and say, "I want that one." And, and, not, and not only that, they're making it easier for you to to make choices without the uh, you know advice. How's that? 
Um, just technology. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can just push a couple buttons, your credits run, and they they go, oh, you're approved. Um, but it 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 doesn't give you the full picture. Uh, you know, I've I've been talking to people who repeat buyers that ten years ago they bought a house and they're and they're buying a new house today, and they say, you know, why is this so hard? Why is this different? It's because um, because Dodd Frank think we need, thought we needed to protect you a little bit more. That's why it's a little harder. Yeah, and um, this is for your sake, not for ours. Uh, if it was up to us, I've seen your credit report. I see your income. We're going to get you a loan, but they want to put you through the ringer a little bit. So when you go to these online places and you know where they they say it's easy, it's you still have to do the things that you, you're going to normally do. They're just taking away that that whole ambiguity, you know, uh-huh. with with, with like, is it going to be hard or is it not? They're just saying, hey, it's going to be easy, but then they still put you. It's just a You work pitch. pretty hard on a loan. A lot of people just think, you know, I call and I get a loan, but it, it's kind of something that has to be massaged. Yeah. I mean, oh. you know, a, a, a good brokerage will have all of the tools and technology set up so that they can make it very easy. They hide all the, the work behind the, the phone call. Sounds good. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I will go as far as to say, I bet your sister-in-law can't spell Fannie Mae. Is that fair? Is that fair? I'm going to stay away from that one. She might. You are so colorful during the commercials, and then you get on air and you clam up. Bad radio. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at RobBlackShow.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. The San Francisco Bay Area home prices fell for the first time in seven years, down one-tenth of one percent. The median price is $830,000. Now, let's stop and think about this one. $830,000 home, 20% down. Let's just say $600,000 home, right? Roughly. What sort of income do you need to have to afford a $600,000 home? I've always said... Let's say you're putting twenty percent down, four hundred and eighty thousand dollar loan. You know your total payments are three thirty three thirty five hundred dollars with taxes and insurance. You, you can expect to double that, um, minimum double that. So maybe forty three percent debt to rate ratio puts you right around ninety thousand a year. Okay. That's more affordable than I thought. Well, yeah. That, I thought you were so, going to say more like 200000 Well, it depends on, on all your other debt. That's the problem that a lot of uh, first-time home buyers are running into is that they carry a car payment or student loans and some credit cards. Um, they're having trouble saving that down payment, so they're actually putting less money down, and they're getting a higher rate, or they're getting mortgage insurance. So that's why that 20% mark is um, that extra 10% or 5%, whatever it is, to get to that 20% is a decent rate of return. We talk, I, I've been talking more about rate of returns okay. to people people lately because, okay, if you can borrow the money and get to 20% down, it helps your rate. You get rid of mortgage insurance, you're borrowing less and so on. So you're actually getting a rate of return on the investment you put in there. Um, not saying take it out of your retirement, but a lot of we're seeing a lot more people taking money out of retirement or getting gifts. There's certainly um, no lack of the gifts. In fact, we've seen more gift money across the United States than we've ever seen. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Rate of return, kind of an interesting way. Um, one of the things you just brought up was mortgage insurance. It's kind of interesting. I'm going to say this, and it's going to shock you because it's your world. I, I I haven't thought about mortgage insurance in probably 20 years. Do you find that as people mature, 
They're, they're not caught up in the small details. And that's a small de- It's an important detail. As people mature, maybe as I got more wealth, I was just like, ah, push forward with it. Let's get it done. Well, it's kind of the same philosophy people have when they buy a car. They buy a car in cash. They don't want to pay the the, the extra premium, in this case, interest, unless you're getting a you know, a low, a 0% interest. I think I have like 1% on my loan. I was like, okay, I'll do that. Okay. Um, I had 1% for a six year loan on a car. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. Um, it's a nice way to build credit, but at the same time, it's a situation where if you wreck your car or something like that, you quickly learn right. it's a liability. So you, you, you do try to aim for that 20% down, but there's a lot of products out today that you don't even need 20% down in order to avoid mortgage insurance. One of them is what they call lender paid mortgage insurance, which lender paid. Okay. Right. So that what they do is instead of giving you the, the premium rate plus mortgage insurance, what they do is they give you a slightly higher rate. And then the, the lender actually pays for the mortgage insurance from that money that you are paying them in interest. So they give you a higher interest rate. So that's called lender paid mortgage insurance. That works if you keep the loan for a really long time. It also works if you can get some seller credit. Yeah. So what you can do is, you, for example, you say, I have $120,000 put down on a $600,000 house, but I have no other money for closing costs. I have no other money for, I, I, this is all I have. So what you do is instead of putting 120 down, you put 100 down, use that $20,000 to get the lowest rate possible. Even though you're paying mortgage insurance yeah. or you're doing lender paid, you end up with the same payment because you've now bought the, the interest rate down and used the money instead to get the rate. So you end there, there are ways to do this. There's, there's also what they call non non qualified mortgages that you can non-qualified go qualified mortgages, which uh, don't fit the Fannie Mae Freddie Mac government okay. guaranteed loans, and um, they have higher debt ratios. You go to low, you know, you still need a decent credit score to get the best rates, but you can go as little as ten percent down with no mortgage insurance. You can also get a first and second loan. The second loan, yes, has a higher rate, but you don't have mortgage insurance. And then a lot of people that's what I did with my very right. first house. And a lot of people do that because they they go, oh, well, I might get a bonus later in the year. I'll just pay it off. And then I'll have a nice equity line open as a kind of a security blanket for emergencies. So there's a lot of ways. And and so we go back and we talk about the standard. You haven't talked about mortgage insurance for years. Right. In fact, you probably never have had it. Um, I did one on my first loan on 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 FHA. But because of these new products, people are, are finding other options to avoid it and then say, you know what? I'll have equity later. My credit score might improve. I'll just refinance. You just talked in the earlier segment about how we're in a long period of low interest rates. That gives people opportunities to go into a, a transaction where they buy the house. Yeah. Do what they take a higher rate. And it sounds silly, but take a higher rate. You get a lot of credit from the, the lender because you're taking a higher rate. It's called a rebate. That pays for your closing costs. You're doing a low-cost loan as possible. You're saving cash in your pocket. You wait till later when you maybe you, you can improve your credit, and maybe you did get an FHE loan, and then you refinance later. You roll the cost in at the premium rate, and then you never you didn't spend the money. So at least out of your pocket. So there's so when you have a market like this where you've seen nine or ten years of of improving home prices, you can kind of bank, not bank, but kind of predict what you can do in these scenarios. And now that you add, uh, you know, low interest rates to that formula, it, it, it makes it a lot easier for you to stomach something like a, a less than 20% down loan or mortgage insurance. Yeah. The mortgage insurance thing, just put in a bow on that. My first loan was in my twenties, right? Early twenties. And I had a business partner who co-signed with me, which is just, it's, it's to think about that, Tony is insane. So a guy named Will Goodwin co-signed a mortgage with me so I can get a loan because I wasn't making enough. I was the brains of the company, 
but I wasn't getting paid a lot. So he knew I, we need to keep him around, so he kind of did me a favor. But I got a second mortgage on top of a first mortgage. Do you know what my second mortgage was? Probably 11, 12 percent. Probably 9, 10 percent. Yeah. And the first one was like 7, 8. So the first mortgage was the bigger of the two. The second one was so I didn't have money down. Isn't that kind of crazy? Oh, you don't have any money to put down. We're just going to give you a, a loan to put money down yeah. on a loan. It's like, whoa. Yeah, there was, there was, it wasn't too long ago where you could do 100% financing. The only true 100% financing right now is the VA loan, which is a fantastic loan. It doesn't even come with mortgage insurance. Um, I would, I'm surprised that we still see people that have not used their VA benefits. It's a fantastic, it's the best loan in the market. But uh, go back to 2005, six, and seven, you could still do 100% financing where yeah. first for 80% and a second for 20%. And then, and and not only that, you could have done it with stated income, liar loans. I mean, you, you would almost do any combination of loans. That's gone away, but it's the you know kind of more sensible approach towards what they, we call qualified mortgages is uh, is coming back. It really is the 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 best time to get a loan in the last ten years. The, and I don't want to say easiest. It's still. There, the, these guidelines are there to protect you and to protect the securities in, in the mortgage-backed security market, and that's why we have prime rates. So, so I like complaining about how hard it is to get loans because it keeps your interest rates lower. That means they can sell these loans at a premium at these lower interest rates, and people will buy them, and they will because they expect a good rate of re- a solid, no risk or low risk rate of return on these securities. That's why you get low interest rates. So, complain a little bit and thank Dodd Frank for keeping these low interest rates. Now, at the same time, Fannie Mae is going to pay back like four billion dollars to the Treasury. Where's that money? Why isn't it going back to the the stockholders, we have no idea why they're in conservatorship when they're making bank, yeah. and why why is the government trying to get rid of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac when they're bringing billions of dollars to the treasury? Um, that's something that just uh, it blows my mind. Well, I, I saw a story. Another topic. I saw a story, and we, you and I, and I had a conversation on this. Real estate prices in Miami are going up in the higher elevations in the hills because the water is creeping up on the beaches. Jakarta which is the capital city of Indonesia, Indonesia, which for the record, you want to hear how bad I am. I will beat you in every investment category of jeopardy. I will beat you hands down. And then you do world maps. I don't, I can't find Indonesia on a map. I'm thinking it's somewhere close to Korea. Like that's no, see that's bad, right? That's bad. That's bad. Somewhere in Asia. (laughs) Can I I do a bigger picture? But Jakarta is sinking. So fast and so rapidly that they have to find a new capital. Um, the land sinking and the water's rising. So there was an article the other day about the big, the big iceberg in um, or the ice shelf in Antarctica yeah. that's melting ten times faster than they thought it was, rising and possible rising sea levels faster than we thought. I'm good I mean, with that because I hate penguins. <laughs> the only thing worse than a penguin is a polar bear. I'm fine with that. Um, dolphins, not a big fan of dolphin. But Miami real estate prices are going up in the hills. Can't run into the, the hills. The loan process, and we don't, we don't have a lot of time, so just try to tie this up nicely. Is it more difficult to get a loan done in an area that's sinking? Or no one cares at this point in time? No, you just get flood insurance. It's going to cost insurance. you more. Okay. If if indeed it is deemed a flood insurance, uh, I'm sorry, flood air, uh, special flood zone, um, which I think everybody should look into. We ran into a... Into a property not too long ago where that one house was in a 
it was in a it was in an HOA, but that one house was in a flood zone. Yeah, and so he had to go get flood insurance when the master policy for this HOA did not have flood insurance, and they they were claiming they didn't even they weren't in it. So all of these flood zones have been revised recently by the by FEMA. So you should go check it out. You can go to the website. It's interesting natural disasters and mortgages because. Who's on the line? Is it the insurers? Is it the lenders? Is it the homeowners? Is it the government? Um, I think this system needs to get a lot smarter, a lot faster, because cities like Houston used to not be on a flood zone, and now suddenly it's a flood zone. It's like, whoa. So anyhow, and anyway, it's Tony Mendez. He does all my loans, Um, and we talk a lot. We talk a lot about real estate. We talk a lot about investing. We talk a lot about life in general. Good friend of mine, you should do a loan with him. He knows the products inside and out. You can contact him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Odd ways to increase your home value. Buy it close to a Starbucks or ask Starbucks to come to your city. That's kind of almost silly, right? I think so. I think Starbucks actually moved into the nicer cities, but um, or the nicer neighborhoods, and that's just a consequence. It's just a coincidence. It's easier to There's say. There's something to be said. The very first person I dated in California, she uh, had an apartment in Campbell, and she had a electricity bill that was four dollars because she basically went to Pete's Coffee or Starbucks Coffee, used their Wi-Fi, did her evening routine there, read books. Um, <clears throat> So I get it. And I, added amenity to the neighborhood. You, sure. and I, you and I are a little bit older. Younger people like the coffee house thing, which I guess we learned in Friends. That <laughs> coffee houses are kind of cool. I never watched a whole episode of Friends. I've never watched a whole episode of Seinfeld. Uh, I caught myself watching one of the episodes the other day. I don't know who Aunt Becky is. I've never watched a whole episode of Full House. I've got some odd claims to fame because there's probably not many of us that could say that. Um, blue kitchens and blue bathrooms. I could change your curb appeal inside the house when you decide to sell it. Uh, what about trendy features? What do you think about things like hot tubs and uh, spas? And I think it's important to know those things if you are looking to sell your house. Absolutely. Because you, you've, always, you've always talked about how um, you may do you redo your bathroom and like a gold toilet, right. but nobody else might like a gold toilet. I love. I think toilets. it's important that you do know the trends if you are t- planning on selling your house. And I, again, that goes down to your your realtor. Your, um, the other thing too is uh, it's still surprising how many people buy houses sight unseen. I actually read an article about a person who bought a house sight unseen, and when they got into the bedroom, the the bedroom was much smaller than it, it appeared on the. On, on the online pictures. Well, it turns out that the stager, the realtor instructed the stager to use smaller furniture so that the room looked bigger. So they used furniture that was 10% sm- smaller than normal, right? Right. So um, be very careful. But uh, yeah, you should follow the trends. You should talk to your realtor and make sure that they, they understand what's, go- what's consistent with the neighborhood. They should know their client, the buyer clientele. And don't paint your house pink before you sell it. I mean, it's there are some common sense things that people still forget to do. So let's talk about your in the commercial. And again, I will say this. The last thing I want to say about that, a nice sink. As you get older, you're like, oh, that kitchen sink's great. I love that kitchen sink kind of thing. You start noticing it. Um, and it does add some some appeal to it. So, uh, And again, if you get one buyer who's all about the the country sink, it's, yeah, well, the, it paid for itself. The question is, is, is over the last, let's just say, six or seven years in a market, in a high buyer's market, um, did it, does it, did it make sense to put these amenities in? 
and actually care about it. Right. right. We, we, yeah. we, because your house is going to sell it for premium anyways. Now that we're kind of slowing down, we're a little bit more inventory hitting the market. There's more choices for buyers out there. I think as a seller, you have to pay attention to this stuff. Otherwise, you, you they're just going to go, you know, I didn't really like that kitchen. This one is is better. I didn't like the location, but I like the You know, the, the, the wife will go. I like the kitchen. Or I like that there's a laundry, you know, the laundry room has more closet space or shelving. I mean, it could be, so that's, I think, is more important as we transition into, into a normal market, a balanced market. I've got a cute story about uh, my wife. She had a house before I met her, and she ultimately sold it. Probably not the best timing, because it was in a down market. Um, but you know what the people did who bought her home? And it was a lovely home. Tore it down. Yeah. And she actually came out of that a little scarred. Because she didn't think her house was a teardown. She kind of, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why it's kind of important when you do sell a house that you try to like uh, appeal to people that you want in it. Um, that's why I always show the, the, the people I'm buying a house from like, hey, my kids are going to love this this house. They're going to think of it as a chalet, not a home. They're going to think of it like, <clears throat> and they don't care. So it's, it's all about the square footage. So in my market, I don't need a country sink to sell a house because it's probably going to be a teardown. And that that's humbling, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully you, you're getting the right advice from your realtor, uh, whether yeah, you're yeah, in that true. category, yeah. because they may say, oh, sell it as it is and so, and spend the money to, to um, you know, upgrade the kitchen and the bathrooms. Next thing you know, the guy comes in and says, I'm going to tear this down. And you're like, what did I just spend all that money for? You know, and, and um, I think it's important. I've seen people expand their house. You know, spend a hundred thousand dollars to add a room and only get ninety thousand dollars more on. The, and they, meanwhile, they went through the whole headache of doing all the work, um, getting the loan, getting the contractors. You know, crap all over the house. And um, it's. I think finding it comes down to finding a realtor that that knows the neighborhood, knows the trends, knows the buyers in the neighborhoods. Uh, more important than I think. You know what the selling price is. Ultimately, I think you need the right buyers. Maybe yeah, I mean the selling price is always the, the, the big key. Yeah. Um, anything we need to know? We're heading towards a seminar. People can come meet you uh, in Los Gatos. Yeah, I, I think that we had the perfect call yesterday uh, of somebody who has some money equity in their house. They're almost paid off. Uh, they have about a million dollars equity and they're, you know, they're older, they're, they're over 50 and they're looking to um, see if it makes sense to get into real estate. I think going to a seminar like yours where you can have a financial planner um, with, you know, some of their insights on what do you really need in retirement? Because this person wants to access the cash in their house yeah, yeah. and as for income, but now he added more debt to his primary just to get a little bit of income over here. Now that Incomes taxed? Does that make sense? Are you maxed on your IRA? I think that the the seminar is a great place for somebody to say, "What, what am I doing the right thing?" And and you know, it's all about how you want to retire. Do you, we don't even know if this guy wants to live in his house for that period of time. He might sell it and then end up with some more, you know, the rest of the equity as cash. And maybe it did make sense for him to get a, a rental property. But he's talking everything from getting a single family to an apartment building. So there's so many different angles. And I think more and more often we're seeing people look at financial planners as their source of direction going into retirement, especially if you're over 50. Sounds good. People can find you at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. They can find me at Rob Black Show. That's RobBlackShow.com. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. Find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.